0: hello welcome to the jungle just kidding welcome to codependent and shit a real ass bitch talking about real ass shit okay i'm recording this episode on a sunday not my usual tuesday because i feel called to i feel like i need to address things guys um if you reach out to me for support like i totally encourage you to on so many episodes um just, I need you to know I can only support you so much. There's only so much I can do. There's only so much of my time I can give you, and my energy, because it's very, it's really, you know, when you are exchanging that kind of intense uh, discussion with people, it can be draining as well. And I, I have no problem doing that, but I have to have an extent. Um, And also I just really want to encourage you guys if you're really struggling to reach out to resources locally and try to meet other people Um, because beyond just listening to my show, you know, like finding a meeting. And what that I mean, a codependency meeting. Most of you guys message me and are saying like, yeah, you listen. This is this show is your jam because you're struggling with codependency." Obviously, my show is called "Codependent" and shit. But um, I don't know if people are aware. There's uh, there's meetings. There's Codependency Anonymous, and there is oh um, sorry, <laughs> it's um, love addiction love it, it's law, slaw, I'm losing my train of thought, they have meetings for sex and love addiction, love addiction goes hand in hand with codependency, because love addiction is a manifestation of codependency, like I've said before, there's a lot of different forms of addiction we can develop as a result of codependency, and that could be shopping, eating, um, sex, porn, all of the, like, you're just anything to fill a void i have many addictions it's like which one do i want to discuss which one do i should i attend a meeting for because i could have to go to 12 (laughs) i'm kidding but um really they have 12 step programs for codependency and love addiction it's called it's called the first codependency is called coda look it up please or SLA, S L A A. They have meetings nationwide. You can go to a meeting. You can, if you can't find a meeting near you, you can do online meetings. You can do phone meetings. Look for support um, because it really helps. And twelve step, there's a twelve step program. You could get a sponsor. Like, if you're really like, I want to heal this shit, I need support and resources. Go to a meeting and get a sponsor. I When I started going to meetings for both programs, despite that I'm not continuing with them, which I'll explain in a second why, um, I went with the intention. I'm like, I'm going to get a meet. I'm going to get a sponsor. And I would always find a sponsor because I made that promise to myself. And my healing is the most important thing to me. And so if you're really serious about healing, go get a sponsor and go start working the, the steps. Um, on that note I just personally don't really feel like I resonate with 12-step programs as a form of healing for me I know it works so well for some most people some people anyone whatever works for you but I'm just not I don't believe it works for me just with the way I am so I'm actually looking into other forms like regular therapy and like i'm gonna start doing emdr i'm gonna share about that i don't even know how that's gonna go but i've heard great things about it as far as a way of healing trauma emdr therapy um starting that soon and that's kind of the route i'm taking i just want to work with someone one-on-one but going to meetings is still beneficial like i'll I'll still go to a meeting just to go and have that support just to go sit in a room with people that understand what you're going through it it will make you feel better it will help you get out of your head And just you'll go in there and people are going to tell stories or they share their sharing that goes around. You don't have to share, but other people will share. And the things they say, you're going to probably hear at least one person. You're like, "I, I could have said that. That sounds like they read my mind because other people are going through this shit, too. Codependency is fucking rampant. And people are saying it's a buzzword right now and it's like I even saw a guy um on Instagram he might be considered like an influencer of like mental health um he's saying codependency is a buzzword right now and that it's it's toxic and that it's like shaming um I don't really agree with that because I think what is wrong with people being able to understand kind of understand their patterns and put a, a, a name on it just to know what things they need to start looking for within themselves people it, it being a buzzword is a good sign i think it's it, that means people are becoming aware of their toxic patterns their self-sabotage there is a third like aspect to this it's awakening I think it's wait i mean sorry to say spiritual awakening but i think it is when you can have another stance on your life and how it's gone and what you do when you no longer are just blind and going through the motions and wondering why i keep doing this do i keep doing this but like never thinking like it's you like <laughs> you are doing it to yourself and there's reason anyways um, I don't think there's something wrong with awareness being um, more common. That's um, amazing. That's good. We need this. Um, I got off topic with the codependency being a buzzword. It's, um, it's not a bad thing. But love addiction, I don't hear about as much. Um, but if you resonate with the stuff I talk about with dating, definitely look into love addiction. And if you really resonate with what the traits are, do something about it, man, like, um, we can only be stuck in the awareness zone for so long, and it is miserable, I, I was stuck in it, and I still, I'm not, like, saying I've fully integrated all my, my, uh, my stuff yet, like, I still am doing it, but I was really miserable stuck in awareness zone, like, most of the last year was just, like, I know I'm, co- I have codependent traits, I know I have love addiction traits, but, I'm not willing, I wouldn't do anything still, I still wanted to repeat my patterns, but I think it's more miserable to stay in this zone, because you know you're doing this to yourself, you have no control though, but you keep doing it, and it's like, fuck, it's hard, and if you're in that deep level of pain and suffering right now, and I'm, had a few people in the last few days reach out to me that are and it's I feel for you so much I don't want anyone to have to feel that pain because I know how much it hurts I've been there and I'm right there with you and I'm I'm here for you but um I need to offer I need to talk about like other resources besides just you know listening to my podcast or any podcast you know podcasts can only do so much um first and foremost if you are suicidal you are thinking that you don't want to be alive and you need someone to talk to you just call the suicide hotline open 24 hours the person on the other end is not gonna have you committed um they're just gonna talk to you and offer you solutions like how you could start getting help the number is 1-800-273-8255 they are open 24 hours um they will help you look in, like, talk to them about therapy. They could help you find cheaper therapy in your area. Like, they're just there to help you find solutions so that you don't harm yourself. And I'm going to be completely vulnerable and open. And tell you guys, I had to call. I called in November. I had to call the suicide hotline. I called it. And I can't believe I got to that point. But I did. And um, I, so I'm telling you what happens because I know what happens. I called it. <laughs> And um, it was helpful in that moment. It helped me. I got through. If I could get through, you can too. Let me just be proof of that. I pulled myself out of the darkness, but I didn't do it, you know, by myself. That's when I get onto another note is if you're resistant to medication, and I really was, I'm telling you, man, I was the most anti-medication, or I mean, like, anti-SSRI, like, depress antidepressants I was swore they were just crap and that they're just made to to keep us dumb and blind and you know like kind of getting conspiracy on (laughs) theory on them (laughs) and um I would not take them and I just kept suffering and suffering and getting worse I even tried like natural supplements like 5-HTP and GABA something I was taking it every day and nothing, nothing was helping. I, I, would, I work out and I meditated, but I literally was getting worse and worse. Um, Toros finally, like, you know, couldn't get up. I couldn't get even like get out of bed barely. And the, I seriously finally just surrendered. I just surrendered, and I just decided to try medication because I was at the point where nothing else. I had no other options. If you're there. This might be something you need. I do now that I am out of it, I give so much credit and I'm so grateful that it exists because I do see firsthand that some people really do need this. You could be at a point of your life where you need it just to get back up because you can get so crowded with emotions like anxiety and depression. I swear to God, can cloud your entire being to where. You can't even meditate. I've talked to on, on an earlier episode. You can't even try to think positive. You can't try to um, see like the silver lining of your grief. You know, none of that that shit. Like, you just feel. You just feel empty, and you just feel like you don't want to fucking be here every day, every day. That is when I feel like you need a chemical assistance can benefit you it pulled me up and i'm grateful i'm great i can't believe i'm saying i'm grateful for antidepressants but i am and i, I personally don't want to be on it too much longer but it took me back out and i was very worried that it was like not spiritual or whatever to take antidepressants but loot i got re i got like reconnected with my spirituality through them it made me myself again i got back up and now things are just getting better and better because I believe in myself again, and I believe in my higher power again, um, yeah, guys, it helps, um, what else, cheap therapy, therapy, well, therapy in general is so expensive, what the fuck, it's like, if you really need help, like that's how I was like I was like I need to be seeing someone weekly and I couldn't get help anywhere I had to go to a hospital because I had a panic attack at work um, and I just wanted help I just needed help and no one w- I couldn't get help therapy is so expensive everyone's booked up it's crazy and that's part of why I started my podcast too is just like how can I somehow be of service because a lot of people are suffering like I am and what's something that is free or like cheap and is like doable? I was like podcast, yo, like that is like a form of therapy for me too. And uh, that's that's why I started my show. And I'm glad that it kind of is like apparently is helping you guys. That's fucking awesome. God, I love that. Um, but yeah, if you can't afford therapy, there are resources. Um, at least in my area and I'm sure in every area, like I said, if you call a suicide hotline, they'll help you, but to get affordable therapy, like they have sliding scales or they, there's programs that they'll do really, really reduced, um, fees. Like I'm seeing someone for 20 bucks a week right now, 20 bucks, 20 bucks a session. I mean, um, that's pretty doable. Um, as opposed to like, usually they're like hundred something a, se- a session. It's insane. Um, but also I want to talk about meditation. Like I know people feel weird about meditation still kind of, and it's a little woo woo for them, but I promise you, it's just as a really great way to connect with yourself and observe your thoughts in a new way. Um, when you take away, um, the aspect of like seeing the physical world and just really tuning into the inner world, um, it's so important to start listening and being with that part of you. Um, If you feel weird about meditating, try the app Headspace. I've used that before. Really just practical. You can start with like doing two-minute ones and they guide you. Guided meditations. If you're not good at like quieting your mind, um, guided meditations on YouTube. I do those all the time. You can find a meditation for anything. You would be like, anxiety meditation. First date meditation. I'm not kidding. I've done those. (laughs) I'm like, um, before first date meditation or before interview meditation, I've done those. It's cool. They have them for everything. Or if you want to get woo-woo, they got ones for the different phases of the moon. You know I'm about that shit. <laughs> um, But what I wanted to say was just about meditation and paying attention to the thoughts that come up because man if I've learned anything it's that our minds are what make us fucking crazy our minds are what make us fucking crazy because the thoughts the beliefs we're paying attention to what your world looks like and what you're making it mean and what you're making other people's behavior mean i just talked about this on my last episode but i really i am thinking about this so much and realizing how powerful it is and i hope i can explain it in a way that makes sense because it makes sense to me finally and i'm like holy shit holy shit okay and this is huge for codependency if you're codependent you're very likely to be making other everyone's behavior about you We're making other people's behavior... What are we making other people's behavior mean? What are we making other people's behavior mean as a result of our inner beliefs about ourselves? So... If someone... I'm trying to think of like a really good example. If you feel like someone... Not te- like this is a petty one, not texting you back yet. If you're making it mean that they're blatantly choosing not to text you back and they're ignoring you, that is a reflection of a belief you have. You have a belief, even you have an insecurity there. You already believe that this person kind of isn't into you or they people people are flaky, you're going to get abandoned, you're going to get left. So you're just always looking for evidence to confirm it. Um, it's kind of like someone that wouldn't want doesn't want a relationship could take uh say there's they don't want a relationship but they're dating. They take everything the other person's doing as confirmation that relationships are too are crazy to drama. They're like, oh, she's doing this to be drama. Oh, she's like, you know, you're creating, you're making it about your own beliefs. Um, And we're just constantly looking for evidence to confirm it. But it's just a reflection of what we already think. If we struggle with worth and we struggle with abandonment, we're going to see that in every person we date. We're waiting for them to confirm that we aren't good enough. Oh, he did that. He looked at that girl because... I'm not pretty enough. He's staying out later because he's leaving me. We're so insecure. We're just looking for the evidence to confirm what we already feel. If we feel abandoned, we think if we already struggle with abandonment every day, you're thinking they're going to leave you. Any small tinge of like change behavior, you're making it mean, oh, this is it. If you can start trying to catch yourself... About what you're, when you get upset, when something bothers you and triggers you, ask yourself, what am I making this mean? What am I making their behavior mean? Why am I making it personal? Maybe it's not personal. Maybe everything isn't so fucking personal. Maybe it's not about you. Maybe the fact that you're doing that is pushing your partner away because it's too much emotional responsibility for them. Does, I hope that makes sense because I've and I've been on the end where I am putting too much emotional responsibility on someone. And yeah, no wonder people back away. That's a lot. They don't no one wants to feel responsible for your okayness. That's too much. Your okayness should not be contingent on someone else's behavior. That's not healthy. Um God, oh, this made me think of something I wanted to say. I'm drinking coffee, sorry. Um <laughs> Oh, okay. I wanted to talk about a specific kind of situation that someone wrote to me about. hes I'm going to keep him anonymous. As usual, um, so str- he's struggling with his ex. is actually the mother of his child. And she, um, he's struggling with... Um, she is um, was struggling with a pill addiction and just not, you know, not a s- healthy person for him and his daughter to be around. And she left or I forget they split and then she said whatever she needed to say to come back and now he's regretting it because she's went back to her old ways she's um using again and she's treating him like garbage and he something that stuck out to me was he's like I just feel worthless you know he's he's feeling like what she says is like true and like and that he's not good enough. He's making it about his worth. He's making her behavior mean that he's unworthy. Same with if you're in a situationship with someone. And and they won't be with you. Or they don't want to commit. You're making that mean you're not good enough. If it really bothers you, it's because you're making it mean something about your worth it's not about your worth that person just doesn't want a relationship right now with probably with anybody this isn't a matter of you aren't good enough this person just isn't right for you right now it's not it this is fact you there's nothing wrong with you some people aren't it's just because a person doesn't like you back doesn't mean that you are unlovable unlikable this person just ain't for you some people love pickles i hate fucking pickles It just is what it is, yo. Jack and Sally like each other. Jack and Mary... Jack liked Mary. Mary didn't like Jack. The world didn't end. It just wasn't right for each other, yo. They just weren't good for each other. It wasn't the... If you get rejected, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. If it's not working with someone, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. If you keep taking back the same shitty person and they aren't changing... That doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It doesn't mean you're unlovable. It doesn't mean you're unworthy because someone won't change for you. You have no control over that. People only change when they want to change for themselves. And if they have zero self-awareness and they're toxic, that's a lost cause. (laughs) Until they maybe realize, you know, what they do too. But if they're just completely asleep, you know, they're a wall. Don't even, why are you even going to bother? You're just giving your energy out. Um, yeah, I think it's just so powerful to start catching yourself and what am I making this behavior mean? And I'm talking everyone's behavior, your boss, your boss sent an email and you're like taking it all personal, the way they worded something. What am I making his behavior mean? What what do you really believe your boss feels about you? It's probably not even true. It's what you feel about you and you're projecting it onto your boss. Probably onto everybody. It's all a matter of self-worth, everything, and this shit I'm talking about. These beliefs are unconscious. It's in your subconscious mind. On that note, 95 fucking percent of your mind is unconscious, subconscious. Sorry. Well, same thing. Um, 95 percent. Look it up. That's almost all of your brain. Almost. That's fucking insane. When I learned that, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" 95 so that's that's a lot that's a lot that makes up most of you right um and it's subconscious so you don't you don't see the belief you don't feel it you don't feel like um you have worthiness issues you can't the only way to see it the belief is through your actions through your thoughts through your be your behavior Exact things like realizing what you're making things mean that other people do. Those are just little ways to start seeing where your subconscious mind is playing out. Is in in the actions. In the actions you do. If you're continuously letting shitty men walk all over you and taking them back. That is a prime action and example of a low sense of worth. You're like, I love myself. But do you? Because your actions say otherwise. Pay attention to your actions. And then we have to take fucking accountability. You can only sit and do so many fucking affirmations. Until it's just like, you know. It's it's bullshit. Because if you're going to sit there and be like, I love myself. I respect myself every day. And then let Skylar you know who ghosts you and then calls you and treats you like shit keep coming over like keep having sex with you or keep you know whatever coming back do you love yourself that's not the actions of someone that does do your actions reflect someone that has high self-worth start walking the motherfucking talk we can only sit and talk about the shit for so long um, something I thought of when I was just talking about the subconscious thing is also something that I found out that blew my mind was that how much of your serotonin I think it's like 98 95% of your serotonin or 90 that's up there is made in your is in your gut. So the shit you are eating is contributing to your mental health. Your serotonin levels. The thing we are all chasing Serotonin, give me it. I need that shit. <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> um, it is affected by your gut. It is produced in your gut. So if you are eating McDonald's and drinking soda and crap and wondering why you are depressed and anxious, um, your diet could be a contributing factor. I, thi- I think there's a collective amount of factors. I don't think just because if you heal your gut, all your issues are going to go away. That's not how it works. I think it's all... All the things you can just start trying to do to help. But um, that fact blew my mind. I think that's crazy. Like, why is that not more talked about? Because we all think it's like only in your mind. And no, yeah, a healthy diet is encouraged for many reasons. Um, so, yeah, guys, I hope this episode kind of made sense to you. Um, I think it's really important to walk the talk and... Realize we aren't victims and we have to, nothing's going to change until you change. It's like two dancers. You're dancing with life. I, or, I don't know, a person, someone. You're following the moves, you know. Well, if you need to change the dance, if the dance needs to go slower, it needs to speed up. It's not going to happen unless you, you, do, you do the move, you move it. You take the the initiative, and then the other person will change their dance too. They adjust to you, but you gotta show how you're gonna tolerate being treated. Show boundaries. Um, it's hard work, but it's worth it. And I really want to emphasize how it takes a lot of time. I know I've been frustrated, I've been in this work super hard for only two years, but I remember being like thinking, well, why am I not fixed yet? That's not how it works, <laughs> no one's going to be fixed, I don't think anyone's ever done healing, if you're done healing, I think you're dead, and um, it's grueling process it's not linear you have ups you have downs you have slip ups everyone has slip ups i have people writing to me tell me about slip ups and they're beating themselves up i do them too i still do them i talk about them i still do the same shit too i i something i talked about recently on the show i did recently i still do the things but all that's normal you're everyone's fucking up along the way here it's how you learn you're just creating a little more awareness every time And it's just, I think, really important not to beat yourself up when that happens. Just get back up. Just get back up. That's what matters. And it takes a lot of time. And I feel like the progress is so slow, but you see it in very subtle ways. Like maybe this time when you got triggered, you just like, handled it a little better. It's gonna be like little things. It's not like all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, I just suddenly don't act on that trigger anymore. Like, oh my god, I suddenly like have better taste in in men. (laughs) Like, it's a process. It takes time. Be gentle with yourself. This is not for the weak. This is for the strong. And you are listening to this and you listen to my show because you are strong. Um, you- on some level i want to just say are you're listening to this for a reason. You're guided to what i talk to for a reason. What i talk about resonates with you for a reason. And that's real shit. Um i sw- i don't want to go too into this topic, but this is something i wanted to take say to my um the people that reached out to me that are really struggling and i try to just like without pushing it is And I never in my life thought I would be a person to preach about a God concept. But honestly, finding a higher power is so important um, in this work. Like, just connecting with whatever the fuck you think exists beyond you. Hopefully you believe in something. I don't give a fuck what you believe in. Like, Jesus, whatever. Whatever. Believing in something and and believing that there is hope. Just having faith in something. It doesn't matter what you want God to be. I don't even like using the word God. I call it source. Um, or like divine or the divine. And the words like that, I use that more. Um, I don't have a religion. I don't like religion. I think... I just have my own beliefs and practices that just felt natural to me that I just started flowing into and it was a lot of the uh meditation um crystals all that stuff I love it I love it I love the moon shit I'm a little witchy vibe, yo I don't give a shit <laughs> I'm about that life but it's it's what makes me connected. So whatever the fuck that looks like for you, even if it's just being in nature, just believing in something beyond yourself and connecting with it and n- believing that it's there to help you and support you. Believing that you are not just this speck on this earth that was just here to just eat, sleep, fuck, die. Like, you know, that you have a purpose, that you're like evolving, that something's guiding you to towards evolving and that you're not here to be miserable and that you can achieve joy you can heal um it's just you will see if you are willing you will feel it i'm just if you already are starting to have awareness of these codependency um traits and all that i think you're already like on the brink of getting there because like i said you don't like a weight you don't self-awareness is part of spiritual awakening you're all of a sudden, it's like you're in a car, right? It was just you in the car, driving this car. That was like your life before, right? And now all of a sudden, you are in the the driver's, I mean, the passenger seat. And you can like observe yourself driving the car. And you can see like why the car is kind of fucked up. Why like it's dented on the side. Oh, that was from that one time. You like can realize, oh, why am I like not the best driver you're you have like this third view this view of yourself and your life now and that i feel like is like where you're getting into higher aspects higher consciousness um that's a new view on life that is happening for a reason celebrate it it's fucking amazing it's great it means that you're you're awakening yo <laughs> you're fucking awakening um but um, I know that some people that wrote to me were like they're not really on that. They have the awareness, but I don't think they've realized how potent that mean that is, and that um, just start searching for like what you believe in beyond yourself and trying to connect with it. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. Write a letter. You can write a letter. That's how I got. I figured my shit out. I just like write. I was writing down like what I want from source what this higher power, what I want to look like. I wanted no judgment, no code of ethics, no just just complete like support and connection and once I started to invite that energy in, I felt it. And once you feel it, there's no denying it. That's all I can say is once you feel it, you feel it. And I've said before, I have a finicky relationship with my higher power because and I believe it's because I had a finicky relationship with my parents. Like I don't really trust either of them when, as a child, so they were god to me first you know when you're a baby it's primary caregivers like god because i was finicky with the trust in them i think i have a finicky relationship with god but right now i'm back at where i trust that i am supported and loved and guided and connected and i don't need to deny that anymore i don't need to think god's leaving gonna leave or that god's left keeps leaving um i know it's always here and it's always here for you too. Oh man, this This is a good episode, I think. Um I hope you enjoyed it. Um thank you for listening if you did. Um if you enjoy the show, please leave me a good review. You can write a review. I love those. You can shoot me an email. Um you can add me on the, on the gram of my personal Instagram and my, my uh, codependent and shit one. I'm starting to make little, little quote page things because, um, I'm going to start sharing my writing and do the things, um, share all the, the things because, because it's 2020, yo. We shifting. Okay. I love you. Sincerely. You are loved, you are supported, you are connected, you are guided, and you are here, and you are self-healing, and you are a warrior. Alright? Have a good week.